Good morning. It's my pleasure to introduce our guest speaker this morning. Many of you have met Petunia already, so he's like the man that needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce him anyway. Some of you are very familiar with the fact that Netherwood has an active involvement in mission work across the world in Swaziland, South Africa. Uh, Becky and Edith Mamba are there doing good work for the church. Petunia and Pinjai and their family are doing likewise in the region around Asia and Bangkok and Thailand. This has been going on for a number of years, and we're just thankful to continue this relationship. Let me give you a little bit more detail maybe about Petunia's past that you may not be aware of. Soon after becoming a Christian, Petunia graduated from the Sunset School of Preaching. How many years ago was that, Petunia? 35 plus years ago. He also was a a teacher at the Thai Lao School of Preaching in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And throughout this time, Petunia was developing a dream, a dream that he calls Thai or Thailand for the Savior. It involved the Ram Christian Center work at a local university. It involved church planting efforts, working with remote villages in the Bangkok, Thailand area, and most importantly, training the next generation of Christian leaders. I want to also introduce a portion of Petunia's family. His whole family is not here, but Pinjai and Puen are here in the middle of the section. So I would like to ask them to stand up and let you guys recognize who they are. I think a round of applause would be appropriate. I'd also like to ask Petunia to stand up. Petunia is a a dear friend. He taught me about what it was like to uh, dedicate our lives to Christ in a complete way, and I appreciate Petunia so much and his family for letting me be a part of their work. So without further ado, well, let me tell you one more thing. I was showing Petunia this advertisement that we used about maybe 15 years ago when they were building the Watcher Upon Church. It has pictures of Petunia and his family. And the caption says, Meet the hardworking missionary and his family. Truer words were never spoken. This is a very hardworking Christian, not just Christian father, but Christian husband, Christian father, Christian brother. We're so happy to have Petunia and his family here. And Petunia, if you will come and give us a message from God's word, we'd appreciate it. So what cup? So a decap is everything. You can say it anytime during the day. Good morning, we say so a decap. Good noon, good afternoon, whatever. Good night, bye-bye, so a decap. <laughs> That's easy when you come to Thailand. Uh, we're so glad to be here. We were here, Penchad and I were here last time three years ago. And... Uh, I come back, and Kun David, we say Kun means Mr., look the same to me. Bill, Anna, all of you look the same, I'm glad. Because I know I'm three years older. Netherwood Park has been with our family for years. I came first time here during the 80s 
when Netwood Park was involving in the Laotian work, trying to reach out to the refugee who live in Albuquerque. That was a long time ago. I don't feel old. Penjai, my wife said, "Our bodies are old, older, not old, older, but our hearts are not older." Craig and Missy, do you agree with us? We are not older here. And this morning, thank you so much, Water, for giving this spot to me this morning. I know, as the uh, the servant, the proclaimer of the gospel. It is an honor to stand before people to preach, and he gives that honor to me this morning. I'm 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 glad. Thank you so much. Matthew 28. They asked me, "What am I going to say this morning?" I said, "Matthew 28." Usually, I would start at 18 when Jesus talked about all kind of powers, all kind of Authorities in heavens and on earth were given to Jesus. But today I want to start at 16. But before we, before we go to what Matthew wrote 2,000 years ago, I, want, I have a, a, a question uh, to all of us, me and all of you. In Thailand, we are not um, used to saying something like this. Do ministry. It doesn't translate into Thai or Laotian. Do ministry. Uh, in our language, we have to say leave, L-I-V-E, ministry. I don't know if it will translate well to you or not. But do ministry. When Penchard and I went back home in 1988, we ask ourselves, how are we going to prepare ourselves for the works in Thailand? A lot of people in Thailand. Like Kun David said, I changed the name from Thailand for the Savior to Thai for the Savior. T-H-A-I-L-A-N-D. Thailand to just simply T-A-I. Because Thai people spread all over Southeast Asia not just in Thailand. Today, 67 million of them live in Thailand. Five, six million live in Laos. And when you go to Myanmar, northern Myanmar in Chan State, you have a bunch of them more. In northeastern India, in Assam State, you have a bunch more there. Northern Vietnam, southern China, in Yunnan, Everywhere. They speak our language. Dress the same way, same denomination of Buddhism, grow rice, the same way we do. So we have a dream, not just Thailand. If my generation cannot go, my children will go. Or their children will go to reach all these people. But how are we going to prepare ourselves for this big task? My answer is different years by year, year by year. How are we going to prepare myself, ourselves to do it? 
in Thailand a long time ago, and I, I, I believe it's the same way with you in, in America. When people prepare themselves for the ministry, for the work to go out to reach to the lost, long time ago, we didn't have Bible school. They, in Thailand, we call it informal education. We study at home, study with our children. When we work in, in the field, when we have a break for lunch, we bring out our Bible, read and try to study. And then, not long after that, this idea about preaching school, I graduated from Sunset School of Preaching, SSOP. Parker Henderson went to Thailand and started the same thing in Thailand. So from, you know, study on your own to Bible school, preaching school. And then I start to read more and more of the churches require what we call today degree. Bachelor, Master, Doctorate, whatever they call it. And I read, I was thinking about school for my children, and I read the information from different colleges in America. Master of Divinity, 92 hour, hour degree. Master, 30 to 45 more. Hour. And if you have doctorate of ministry degree, you have between 250 to 270 hours. That's a lot of preparation, isn't it? <laughs> Penchai and I study at sunset in Lubbock from 72 to 81. In English, believe that? <laughs> she beat me most of the classes, especially in Greek. And people at sunset look at me and say, what happened to you, Patinia? They're smart. Our wives are smart. Believe me. Come to visit me in Bangkok and you, you, you know they're smart. But that's a lot of work to prepare yourself for the ministry. Doctorate of ministry you need something like eight to nine years to prepare yourself before you have, I call it third degree, you know, one, two, three, doctorate. But I'm, I, I'm not here to talk about it. I'm not here to talk about school preaching, bachelor, master, or doctorate degree. I'm this here. I, I'm here this morning to talk to you about 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, the Bible we read, usually NIV helps me better, but this morning I have this, oh, what is it, Thompson, chain Bible study, difficult to read. But in verse, let, 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 let me wait a little bit. Uh, 2,000 years ago, the scripture we read, I saw a group of men met Jesus again after he came back 
He was in the tomb for three days. He came back. They saw it. And the Bible said they worship him. But I, but I underlined what Matthew said next. He said, but some doubt. That, that's, I mean, I, I've been Christian for a long time. Help me. They worship, but some don't. Can you? Will you find some, will you hire somebody to go on the mission field to do that? A man who believes in Jesus, but some doubt? You will not send him on the mission field. You will not hire him as a preacher for the congregation. And then Jesus sent them with what we call the Great Commission. Sent these people on the mission field. 300 years later, when we read the, uh, the, the history, we, we found that the followers of Jesus were so many of them. Till Constantine, the ruler of Rome, had to accept them and their faith, their belief, to be the state religion, religion of Rome. What do you think? What do you think? This disciple, I'm not sure in English, but in Thai, it means apprentice in Thailand. And then if you translate deeper in my language, it, will, it, it means those who attach themselves to the teacher. Those who identify themselves with the teacher and learn from him and live with him. Oh, three and a half years before that. Jesus called them the common people. Common people like you and me. And in three and a half years, he turned them into disciples. At sunset, Penchai and I go to chapel at 8. All the classes are over by 4 p.m., five days a week for two years. Hmm. And I am so proud of it. But those men that Jesus, uh, Matthew called disciples spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days per year, Three and a half years with Jesus. What do you think? Formal or informal education? I don't know. But there were common people that followed Jesus, saw him, know him. I wonder how Jesus eat, left hand or right hand, uh, hamburger, or sticky rice, I don't know, but they knew. They knew how Jesus walked. They saw him. They spent so much time with him. They saw him laugh. They saw him cry. They saw him got angry. 
They saw him. I mean, look at Jesus from all angles. They saw him. And I wonder, bachelor, master, or doctor degree will provide that. <laughs> I don't know. How are we going to prepare ourselves? Okay. Let's look at verse 16. They will call the twelve for the first time. In verse 17, I said a minute ago. When they saw him, they worship him, but some doubt. I mentioned that to you a while ago. The same word was used when Peter saw Jesus walk on the water. This word in Thai means I have to try hesitancy. Did I say it right? Oh, good. Thank you. That's what it means in Thai in my language. What it means to me, water. What it means to us. It means they were just ordinary, common people. Eighteen to twenty, Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth." Has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. These people who worship him with some doubt, Jesus gave them commission. Jesus did not send superhero out to win the world. I can identify myself with that. They sent us, you, at Netherwood Park, and us in Thailand with all the authorities on earth. And this is what I got: all authority, all nations. All things, always, always in Thailand, in Thai, in my language, mean all days. As we go, Jesus will be with us. Jesus will be with us. When I was growing up, I have an uncle. He was just eight years older than me. And believe me, everywhere he goes, I go because I feel safe. He is big, strong. Jesus is a lot more than that. We people in Thailand almost worship the king. He is a lot more than that. Bill Gates, who has all the money in the world, he has a lot more than that. A lot more, but this is what I get when I read in uh, the Bible these verses in Thai. Let me share with you what it sound like, not just sound like it is said in Thai. He said, "Go therefore and teach all nations, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world." 
That's what it said in Thailand, in Thai language. Baptizing and teaching that follow to us in Thai language is not the command. Uh, it is, again, in Thai language, they are participles, not the main verb. The main verb in Thai Bible is make disciple. Go baptize teachings are how you make disciples. That's what it is like in Thai. So uh, this is what I'd like to share with you this morning. It is going to be short. But I'm telling you what I shared with the mission committees and elders yesterday. You heard over the years, Patinya worked in Thailand, and he writes report. And you all heard about Patinya go here and there all over Thailand and Laos and baptize people, and I sent you pictures. I sent you a picture. A lot of converts, many of them. We, you and us in Thailand, been doing really well together. And then when you come, I always receive these questions. How come the churches in Thailand and Laos are not strong? Over these years, long time, the gospel has been there. How come churches in Thailand and Laos don't have elders? And I try. I try to explain. And I thought those explanations were good. But I confess to you this morning, back of my mind, I wonder if those questions I gave are correct. I blame it on everything. Oh, we don't have enough preachers. We don't have enough patinya. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough support from you. I blame it on everything. And then I realized lately that I, maybe I need to blame me, myself, because I promise you, I promise the elders, I promise churches and support that I will go work. I will go to convert. I will go to teach people. That's what I did. That's what I did. But maybe everything I did was just evangelize, baptize people, but not make disciples. Maybe that has been my fault. We talk in our family, and we need to do better. What are we going to do better from now on? Yes, I will keep going. I will keep keep telling the gospel, the wonderful story about Jesus to the lost, and I will baptize them. But I will not from now on to forget to make disciples. Because making of the disciples is not completed at baptism. It is not. 
but I, I thought it was. My fault. I kept baptizing people, but I forgot to teach them all the things that Jesus commanded us. That is part of making disciples too. That will affect the way tie the way we tie for the Savior. We work from now on. And also, one thing which that will change. Create one thing that will change. People in Thailand, in Laos, expect me to stand here, right here. They expect me to be their teacher, to stand right here. I told the elders yesterday that, yeah, I can do that, but I don't think that is my strength. It is not the best thing I can do. Matthew 5, 1 and 2. When Jesus saw all those people, he, he looked for the pulpit? No. When he went up the hill, he sat down and he opened his mouth. I believe that picture is, of course, not the pulpit sit down, and people gather around him. Years and years that I enjoy without knowing. I enjoy spending time with Meg, Duli, Yai, and Nong, and all those people and leaders whom I worked with in the past 20 plus years in Thailand. And I didn't realize that that is what Jesus did. Matthew, don't show up. Luke, uh, not Luke, <laughs> John, Peter, don't show up. I don't want to see you till 8 in the morning, and we have chapel. That's not what he said. They live with him 24 hours. And as he walked north and south, he kept pointing that and, you know, look at that tree. He told his disciples, look at the hole on the bottom of that tree. Look at the, the nest on the top of the trees. Look at the sky. When, when, when you see the sky is, is red, you know the storm is coming. That's how Jesus spent his time with those who went out later to conquer the world. Maybe we become too formal nowadays and we forgot to spend time with people we work with. We in the in the business of making disciples as we go all the days in our life. That's what I, I like to preach, I don't know what you said, chair or confess my faults, or telling you what I'm going to emphasize what I'm doing on the mission field. Number one, you and I can do it. We don't have to have degrees. Those are helpful, but not the most important thing. Jesus used those who are willing to go, to go. 
Penjai and I came. We spent 10 years in America, and we were willing to go home. Some of you are willing to go, and don't forget to go to your own neighbor. You can go in this country, and he will, he promised that he will be with every single one of us as we go. Share Jesus as we go. Doubt. Yes, we will have that. Those 11 had it. Don't worry about it. We will have it all our lives. Keep stick with Jesus. Keep following Jesus. Sit around at Jesus' feet and we'll do okay. Number two that I, I like to conclude is the process of evangelism is not complete till until the evangelized becomes evangelist. Boy, I like that, the way I put it in. <laughs> uh, another, another, another thing, we need to think about it. I go teach and baptize, and that's the end of it. Now you have Jesus, you have salvation, bye, I'm go on. I will go on. Hmm. No, from now on. I'm going to reach out to the lost, share them with them about our Jesus and baptize them and teach them to go to baptize others. We baptize them for them to go. Not anymore that we will work to establish, to start new churches, but we will start the church for them someday to start another church. It will not complete till they go. That's, that's what I, I like to spend the rest of my life doing that. I like to spend all my time or most of my time with the, the, the leaders in Thailand and in Laos and to put this understanding, this picture, this dream, this excitement into their hearts. We need to, what you call, um, pass on what we have to, and put this seal that we have in that person and in them, for them to have the seal to go up again. That's the way to grow them. That's the way to grow them. That's what I've didn't realize. That's why you come and you, you, you ask the question, why are the churches and Christians in Thailand are not growing? Maybe because I work the way Buddhist monks work. Everything is me, I, myself. It ends with me. When I know Buddha, good. I don't have to think about my neighbors. I don't have to think about next village. I don't have to think about the world. That's Buddhist thinking. Me, I, myself is the most important, but not us, Christian today. That's what I like to emphasize. Last thing. Jesus' promise is still with us today. 
I'd like to say this. If we don't go, we will die. Any church that will not think about the lost world, enjoying being inside, I think we will lose what it will help us to grow. Somebody, I think Parker Henderson said that heaven has no place for a soul to plan to go to heaven himself or herself. We must take as many as possible to heaven with us. Anything new to you this morning? No. No, nothing new. I'm standing here to say thank you for your love, for your gift. Thank you so much for your example. Missy preaches a lot of sermons to me. Believe me. Anytime anybody call her for help, she would say, 15 minutes, I'll be there. That's missionary spirit. That willingness to conquer the world for Jesus. Can I ask you to pray with me? Please. Our God in heaven, thank you so much for this wonderful group of believers. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the love. Thank you for their sacrifices. Thank you for their willingness to go to all nations. Please, Father, have, help us to have that seal that the uh, disciples had long time ago. It doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are. We need to have that seal. Thank you so much for Jesus. We're here this morning because of him. And we will go to the end of the world because of him too. Thank you for the partnership that Titatans and Netwood Park Church of Christ has over the years. Thank you so much, Father. Please be with the elders, the deacons, the mission committees, and everybody. Help us grow together to serve you. We're not supposed to build the wall to protect for us to be happy inside. But we need to be in the world among the people. Let us understand and use our lives to do the good things to the world. That's the way to shine the light. And by shining the light, people in the world will glorify your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.